please enter room 2008. right welcome back to room 2008 it is officially officially goblet season and uh to celebrate i'm the only one with the goblet right now <laughs> I'm gonna get real one. peter's got a coffee mug i guess that's that works <laughs> you know I, I gotta get a larger one the problem is they're too small yeah they're just, just too small you order like, it you, gotta, then... you gotta deal with what you got i mean they, they send you like a you know a little mini version of what you ordered on amazon now that's right. I mean, it's small and, and thick. It's just... Well, I mean, the girth is okay. Yeah, but then you spill it, you know? I need one that's, like, long, you know? So... Ah. Uh. <laughs> well, Peter's out. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh. No, but Al. this is... Uh, I got the Goblet Season shirt on. Soon enough, we'll have this merch ready, eventually. Um, yes, yes. But I'm excited for Goblet Season. It's going to be 40 degrees here uh, tomorrow night. Oh, wow. So, do it a fire? Uh, probably not, but I'm going to be smoking a cigar. Very nice. Nice, nice. So, definitely excited. I'm in the Halloween spirit. Um, I don't know if y'all have gotten any yet. Have y'all? Yep, I've been uh, I've been kind of watching some horror movies now. Uh, Heck yeah. Watching the classics. That is uh that's Mr. Pumpkin Eater speaking, aka Mr. Rabbit Hole. Hello everyone. And, uh, we have with us a a horror film critic. Yeah, I've I've, uh, I've dealt with a lot of horror films. So. Watched a lot of them. Yeah, I, especially no late at night by yourself. Late at night by yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna run in here yet. All right, here we go. There you go. Just getting settled. So you, you can change do. the background. Can you hear me? Yep, we're good. All right. And I am uh, Mr. Barry Delive. So we are gonna kick this goblet <laughs> season off. We're gonna be talking about horror movies tonight. Um, I don't know if y'all want to go over some of our favorite ones. Um, you know, kind of. Well, first, oh, real yeah, quick, I forgot, I forgot. Mr. Horror Film Critic has a trivia game for us. Oh, well, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that too, we can do that before or after. But uh, I wanted to. Uh, so the intro music was pretty interesting. I I had no yeah. idea um, you'd put out an album. And it, what what was the album on uh, Spotify? Uh, yeah, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere you can find it. It's called Haunted Hours. Dude, that's sick. Nice. I heard, and I was like, "There's no way Barry D Live was was doing this." I did. 
And uh, Bur- Buried You Alive came up out of the ground, made an album, released it on uh, every platform you can think of. It's just a Halloween instrumental album, kind of creepy. Dude, it's uh, fun, yeah. Yeah, eerie pianos and bells and stuff like that. Kind of set the ambience and uh, all that for trick-or-treating or haunted houses, whatever, you know. Very nice. And that was a sampler at the beginning? That was a sampler. A sampler. Did I butcher it? Did I say, like, it's goblin goblin season? What is it? (laughs) Goblin? Goblin? Yeah, that would have been hilarious. I wish you would have messed up. Yeah, that would have been crazy. (laughs) And next next month is gobbler season. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cool. Peter, how's your gobbler doing? (laughs) I'm doing good over here. Uh, Been catching up, like I said, on some horror classics. I'm going to talk about a couple of them tonight. Some new revelations upon my well, you know, hundred something viewing. You know, uh, I've uh, I've discovered some new things in a, in a couple old you know classics that I want to address tonight. Nice. That I'm sure people have talked about before, but this is all new to me, and so I'm going to I want yeah. to talk about it. It's all new to me too. So we're going to get into it, and because um, <laughs> I I like horror films too, so this is going to be an inter- interesting subject. But before we go on back to the album, real quick. Uh, it's under it's under my actual name, Drew Nell. Uh, Haunted Hours. Let me get that out there. Shameless plug to, to nice. So, uh, Mr. Horror Film Critic, if you want to take the reins and do y'all want to go us, ahead and do it now? Lead us into the dark. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah we, yeah, we got it. We got to do it first. All right. Let's do. Let's go into it first then. So, uh, so the way I kind of set it up is I'm going to describe the true. Like, all right, so a lot of horror films are based upon true events, some more true than others. So I'm going to describe the true event, and y'all try to match it with what movie was made after. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so uh, they're not all kind of, you know, because horror movies can get pretty obscure and kind of, you know, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of them. But I tried to pull some that were more known than others, and also not just all the cheesy ones that everybody knows. Right. So I'm going to describe the true story. And then y'all got to say what the movie is based on. Or what the are, movie you, are you about to describe Peter's life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking horror movie. <laughs> they call me Rolly Poly in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt that's I'll, true. I would curl into a ball. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm making a score sheet. Crawl to a ball and cry. All right. So, um, <laughs> all right. I've got, uh, I don't know what the, what's in, I was, I was kind of saying we could do it before or after because I wanted some people in the comments to be able to comment too. But let's run into it because I have eight of them. We'll run through it. I'm going to keep score. I don't know what we'll to figure out who the winner is going to be and how that's going to, you know, what you're going to get. You got to get something, right? The loser has to do something maybe. So maybe we'll do something for the next episode on whoever loses. So it's between y'all. All right. So number one, you ready? Let's go. Inspired by a real cannibal clan with 45 members in Scotland, led by a person called Sawney Bean, the 16th century legend involved a group of cannibals allegedly killing and eating as many as 1,000 people. Bean and his clan members were eventually caught by a search party sent by King James and executed for their heinous crimes. Sorry. Hmm. So we're supposed to guess the movie. Yeah. So this is uh, obviously a movie about cannibalism, where okay. a village of people hunt other people, and uh, and they feed on them. 
I'll give you a hint. It's a movie. It's not a brand new movie. It was a big movie probably 15 years ago. I think I know the answer. Per, maybe. 20. All right. So it, whoever has first dibs, just go. Go ahead, Pumpkin the, Eater. Is it the Green Inferno? No. Damn it. That sounds like a good one. I have no idea. All right. The It is The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, that was going to be my next guess. Damn it. What? Maybe I'm making these too hard. The no, Hill no, no. Is, this is hold, good. Hold on. The Hills Have Eyes. Let's let's dive into these. What, read that description one more time. A real cannibal clan with 45 members in Scotland. Let, this is not the description of the movie. This is what the movie that's is what, based that's what, that's what threw me. That's what threw me off of Scotland. Because in the yeah. movie, they, in yeah, the yeah, movie yeah. they go through New Mexico. The, the Man, New Mexico I'll try movie. to. I'll try to get those. I just, you know, uh, I'll try to, I'll try to dumb it down for you guys. How about that? Please. <laughs> so the Hills have eyes. Um, that was one of the first horror movies I've ever watched. That one's really messed up, dude. Yeah. Yeah. The, the remake, there's an original one from the seventies, which is a lot of older movies like that are kind of good. Cause it's like, I don't know. I just find older movies kind of creepy, but the, the effects and the makeup just doesn't, Oh, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I, I know what you mean. Come about the newer one? one? Huh? Come about the newer one or the older one? That's the older uh, one. The older one that came out in the 70s, like the original one. It's not, I didn't find it that good, but the newer one that came out in like 06, uh, that one's really good. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, the Scotland thing threw me off. So I'm going to go ahead and go number two. Right now you're... Hey, Peter, uh, you just went number two. <laughs> Always before oh, we go on, go on the air. Such a long intro. A nonfiction book of reporting by, well, I'll just call him Matt, recounts a story told by Father Carmen in which he once saw a woman vomit a small black toad that was alive. When he went to catch it, it fizzled away into the black saliva. The image of the black toad is carried over into the movie, but an entirely different context. What year did it come out? A black and it was, toad. It was based on a movie. I mean, it was based on a, a book that came out. And um, uh, the book was based on true events. <laughs> so this, all right. So this is this is the book is literally like the exact thing as the movie. So the, the book came out, oh. and then they made a movie app over the book, even having the same name. Mm. It was about events of a. Um, uh, we're guessing movies. Yes, we just started. And so I am giving. Uh, this is a bad one to, to start on for anybody listening read, in. But read the read the question or the, read the description one more time. All right, let me see if I got. Uh... All right, this movie was based on a nonfiction book of reporting by Matt Baglio, or Baglio. Uh, he recounts a story told by Father Carmen, in which he once saw a woman vomit a small black toad that was alive during. Uh, uh, an exorcism. And then mm. uh, when you went to catch it, it fizzled away into black saliva. This scene was actually in the movie. This is one of the scenes. In, we got a viewer that just called it out. So it's called, well, it oh, is it's not the exorcist. It's not the exorcist. Oh, oh. The last no, exorcism. It's, it's another one. I'll even give you all a hint. Um, uh, Hopkins. Uh, what's his first name? Anthony. Anthony Hopkins was in the movie. Anthony Hopkins was in the movie where the black toad was embedded within the interior of a young boy's pillow. Yeah. That's not, that's not exorcism of Emily Rose. I know that one. Damn it. I don't know this one. There's other accounts of, so this priest comes in 
And um, so I'll go ahead and call this one out. It has a different name. It's basically an exorcism, but there's there's yeah, it's based it? on this book of real accounts. It's called The Right. Uh, the Right. I don't think I've seen that. The Right with uh, Anthony Hopkins. Well, Hannibal Lecter. Which I met. We went to L.A. and had some coffee. No, but I saw him at like one of these Hollywood <laughs> things. He came over and. Wow. All right. So uh, right now, the uh, some good comments. But right now, I'm going to put. I'm going to put Emily Linegar down as. Uh, wait, no, 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 no. We had to call it out, didn't we? Dang. So nobody yet. Okay. This next one y'all get. We really know our horror movies. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is this movie is based on a series of articles published by the L.A. Times in the 70s. Uh, Hmong refugees had fled war-torn Southeast Asia for the United States. Joel one, knows this. One young boy whose family had survived the killing fields of Cambodia had terrible nightmares of something chasing him in his sleep. He was afraid that if he slept, the thing would catch him and get him. So he tried to stay awake for days at a time. When he finally fell asleep, his parents thought the crisis was over. Then they heard screams in the middle of the night. By the time they got to him, he was dead. He died of um, he died in the middle of a nightmare. Nightmare on Elm Street. I think Pumpkin Eater got it. We got it. Let me see the comments. Let me make sure. I think. Oh, what time did he say it? Because we we got it on here. I know com- the comments are slightly <laughs> behind. All right, I'm gonna put uh Let's do both. Give them to both. All yeah. Right. That was I'm gonna call it a tie between Peter and M. Linger. Peter, right, make sure cool. not to eat the mic next time you guess. Okay. Oh so that was so check this out. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Literally, uh these refugees. This came out in the uh New York Times and uh was it the Washington I think oh, let's just call it the New York Times for now. But in nineteen eighty one, they were putting out articles of these refugees that came over. Nineteen died of mysterious findings like that. Where oh, literally weird. when they fell asleep they died in their sleep and everybody had the same account. So they did articles on this and they found that it was only from that, uh, Hmong refugee camp. That was, and I'm going to have to ask Joe, if she knows about that. Weird. Nightmare on Elm street was based off that. And the articles are out there. It's really interesting to look at. Nice. Well, Um, 1981, there's a New York times article that goes into more detail about it. That's a nice little factoid there. All right. Next one. Number four, this movie is based on the Herman house. There are about 70 documented reports of unusual activities in the house between February 3rd and March 10th, 1958. It involves bottles that basically um, the tops are blown off, moved around. They had all these uh, type events and nobody believed I'm reading the comments as I'm talking, but nobody believed the um, situation. And then people started seeing them for themselves and it became a big thing. Then it just miraculously just stopped. When did the movie come out? Um, I'm not sure. It's, I want to say probably I'll look, give me one second. Is it poltergeist? Yes. <laughs> All right. So this Hell was yeah. based on the Herman house. Good job, Pete. All right. <laughs> Reports of this, and a lot of them more than just the family saw, and it just kind of randomly stopped. Uh, of course, the movie was uh, 
You know, a lot of I haven't never seen Poltergeist. Uh, it's it's a good movie, but there's one scene in it that uh, that really freaked me out. It's where like there's like a a wormhole that opens up in the closet, and it's sucking everything into the closet, and uh, somebody's like holding on for dear life, and they look back, and there's this monster standing in the wormhole, and it is one crazy monster. Like the practical effects of the movie were really great. It was such a creative monster. Go back and check that out. But pretty good, pretty good movie. Some some dated effects, but overall, it's. Uh, I think Spielberg directed it, didn't he? Peter, remind me to ask yeah. you after this trivia yeah. game. Um, there was a movie we uh, you mentioned last year at this time, and I watched it. I'll just go ahead and ask now because I don't know if it's on Lance's list or not. Okay. Um, it was like a vampire floating in front of a window. Oh, uh, uh, Salem's Lot. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's got that, that vampire is scary. Yeah. That was, that was uh, a very scary scene. Yeah. Can, can we pull up a picture of that at some point? Just a picture yeah, of that. Yeah, we can't after. Yeah. That, that's, that's one uh, scary vampire because his fangs are his two front teeth. Oh, it's fucked up. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, when, when he like, there's some jump scares in the movie where he just jumps into frame. And you're like, Oh, shit. Yeah, so it's it's very good. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading. <laughs> Supposedly haunted movie sets, hot or movie slash set, because of all the unfortunate events that happened during and after the filming. I don't understand that. Anybody? Okay, <laughs> she's wrote shit. So <laughs> our remote viewers, uh, our roommates right now, call them or are drunk. <laughs> <laughs> movie scared me so bad as a kid. Wish I'd have watched that as a kid. I'd probably be a different person. Yeah, All I right. I wouldn't even be doing this podcast. Probably not. Be too scared. scared. Yeah. All right. So this next one I'm excited about. I had no idea. This was uh, news to me. Uh, think about, uh, I don't know what everybody's age is, but I'm 35. We're all around the same. So um, think about like high school on this one. So this movie was based on Danny Rowling, a.k.a. the Gainesville Ripper was an American serial killer who murdered five students in Gainesville, Florida, over four days in August 1990. He later confessed to raping several of his victims, committing a triple homicide in his home city of Shreveport, Louisiana, and attempting to murder his father in May 1990. In total, Rowling confesses to killing eight people. He was sentenced to death, death for five Gainesville murders in 1994. So this was a... Um, oh, no, it's not it. Uh, she got that was, it. That was, oh, oh, damn. Scream. What were you going to say, Peter? Uh, I couldn't think. I was like, maybe Halloween, but no. Man, I'm like 0 for 5. Dude, Scream was, uh, so the director said that he got the idea after this. Uh, Danny Rowling's guy, Gainesville Ripper. Who directed uh, Scream? Was It wasn't Clive Barker. Um. Uh, who was it? Uh, the original one, directed by Wes Craven. Wes Craven, that's the name I was trying to think of. He did oh, they the did original film. Friday, no, not Friday the 13th. He did the original Freddy. He also did not, uh, uh, Hills Have Eyes. Oh, did he? Wait, mm-hmm. wait, which one? I think the, uh, the original. Oh, okay, interesting. So there's Wes Craven. Peter, what are you craving? <laughs> East. <laughs> I didn't... Uh, <laughs> I didn't know they He's made crazy. Scream 2022. There was another one out. 
Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, he did. Um, he did the Hills Have Eyes <laughs> and the, the original one in 1977. Wow, huh. I didn't know that. So, all right, all right. So, uh, M. Linegar's up. But now wait, we're tied. You're tied. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Andrew, you're zero. Better get some Vaseline life. on those lips. <laughs> All right. So, That's number six. His goblet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So this one. Coming in my goblet. I don't know if. <laughs> I don't know if many people are gonna know this one, but they'll know the movie. But I don't know if anybody really. Uh, so we'll see. So. Uh, based on the true story of Roland Doe, 13-year-old young boy from the late 1940s whose aunt had taught him to uh, taught him about spiritualism, like how to use uh, a Ouija board, right? The Shining. No. Damn it. Good guess. All right. Shortly after his aunt died, strange things began to happening around the house, including dripping noises and scratch marks found on the boy's body and mattress. Multiple priests were enlisted to perform exorcisms and the event was reported in an article the washington post published 1949 so the washington post was publishing um a lot of the uh uh stuff on this i think it was the exorcist correct so the exorcist was about rolling dough peter that could be your name for the uh, next show (laughs) that would have been a good one so apparently the washington post had like the um 13 year old boy was saved and apparently he was saved and the priest spent like a month at his house and would watch him and do these. Uh, and his family wasn't like Catholic. They just kind of, you know, had nowhere to go. Yeah. They tried everything else. And there's multiple accounts of like other people seeing all the stuff that was going on. Like he was saying, like he'd get on the floor, fall asleep, and then he'd slide across the floor and wake up when his head hits the wall and stuff. Uh, all kinds of bizarre stuff that was, um, uh, you know, talking about all this. And it was the Washington Post published 1949. Check it out. Exorcist. Wow. Uh, this one, this next one's pretty cool. So, Pete, dude, you're up, man. All right. Taking the lead. This one is a newer movie, I'd say, in the past five years, give or take. Um, I'd never seen it, never heard of it, but it's it's pretty crazy. So... Uh, this movie was based on a true story about a widow, Sarah, inherited a vast fortune from her deceased husband and here to and here to the oh my god, I can't even to an arms factory. I'm trying not to give anything away. After his and her daughter's death, Sarah was forced to leave the family house to avoid her own death. The fate that fortune teller told her. She predicted her move her to move and start building a new home for her and the spirits of the deceased who had died after shooting with the weapons from her arms factory. Winchester. Yes. Oh, I see. I haven't, I haven't seen that one. I, I, just knew, I just knew the story. I haven't seen the movie. All right. So hmm. I was, um, that was, that was good, man. Good job. That was, that would be, uh, cool. All right. So I, actually, you know what though? M. Linegar said Winchester. So uh, I'm not giving it to you. Winchester house. Uh, so this was uh, Sarah, um, uh, obviously Winchester. And this house had 160 rooms, 38 year continuous construction, 10,000 window panes, 950 doors, 47 fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 40 bedrooms, 
and decorative curiosities with patterns of the number 13. Whoa. So the ceilings have 13 panels. There's 13 bathrooms. 13 of them have 13 windows. The the 13th bathroom has 13th windows, has 13 windows. Good Lord. 13 steps <laughs> on each staircase. 13 panel walls. The garden house has 13 domes. And the what? will that was left by oh, dome, Sarah Winchester, <laughs> her assistant niece, had 13 parts with 13 signatures. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that movie though. Yeah, that was on my list uh, of topics to do a Halloween episode on. So maybe we can do a whole episode on it because the whole reason behind that w- was all those rooms and everything were to confuse the spirits, right? To, to have the spirits get lost so they couldn't find her because she huh. thought they were coming after her uh, for all the people that have been killed by Winchester weapons. Oh, that's that's kind of scary. Yeah, she built yeah. like staircases to nowhere, mm-hmm. doors that open up to just. You know, oh, I've heard of there. this. I've um, heard of this. It was like a, you know, like you said, like a maze. Um, uh, that was pretty interesting. Isn't that kind of like the H.H. H. Holmes stuff where he intentionally... The murder castle? Yeah, it was like uh, a we maze in there. Um, <laughs> Another one? Hey, that, that was a good one. I went back and, and listened. That was that was a lot of stuff. Uh, what's the next one? What, what's All the right. score? So Are right we t- now we're you're... I'm not giving that one to, uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, sure. All right, so Pete, you're tied with M. Linegar because I'm saying that she guessed that one around the same time as Andrew. Okay, okay. Right. So uh, Andrew's got one, Pete got three, M. Linegar's got three. I have one more and a bonus. Okay. All right, I don't know what the bonus is for. We'll see if we need it, but I'm going to do it anyways. All right, y'all ready? Let's go. All right. This movie was about the infield poltergeist. In August 1977, single parent Peggy Hoxson called the Metropolitan Police to to her rented home at 284 Green Street in Infield, London, saying that she had witnessed furniture moving, that two of her four children had heard uh, knocking sounds on the wall. The children included uh, Janet, age 11, and Margaret, age 13, a woman police constable reported witnessing a chair wobble and slide, but could not determine the cause of the movement. Later claims included uh, disembodied voices, loud noises, thrown toys, overturned chairs, and children levitating. Over a period of 18 months, more than 30 people, including Hodgson's neighbors, paranormal investigators, and journalists, said that they variously saw heavy furniture moving on its own accord, objects being thrown across the room, and the sisters seeming to levitate several feet off the ground. Many also heard and recorded knocking noises and gruff voices. Uh, this story was covered by the Daily Mirror newspaper until reports came to an end in 1979. Um, I, feel so like I, this was, I feel like I know this one. This was Damn one it. of those. When, uh, did the, when did the movie come out? It's It came out fairly new. It's fairly new. Let's see. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, no, yeah. Hmm. What the hell could that be? It's not The Conjuring. I will give it to you. I was going to say The Conjuring 2, but I was like, no, that wasn't it. Oh, shit. Why didn't you say it? It's The Car- I wasn't it's sure. Conjuring 2. I was going to say oh, The Conjuring wow. 2. I'm going to have to give it to Carson. Damn it. Oh, did she say it? Yep, she did. Hey, she's on the board. Because you said <laughs> Conjuring. The Andrew said, I was going to say Conjuring 2, but I didn't. And, uh, <laughs> and then well, Carson I wasn't sure. You, you mispronounced a few words, so I wasn't sure if that was it or not. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we got Carson on the board. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know the reason I was saying I was going to give it to you. I didn't know if Conjuring One was the same storyline, and that just extended. Well, or Conjuring One was in Connecticut, so I knew it wasn't the Conjuring One. And when you said London and the chairs floating and stuff like that, I knew it was the Conjuring Two, but it just wasn't hundred. Well, I don't know if the Conjuring was the Two was even in the same city. This was just based off, you know. Oh, hmm. I'm probably, I'm I think it was. I think it was in England, if I remember right. Could be hmm. wrong. So, uh, Carson, was The Conjuring 2 in London? Or was it in America? She's typing well, I think The Conjuring might have been in Rhode Island. It was somewhere in the Northeast. Hmm. Hmm. Were those movies any good? I like The Conjuring. There's one, like, really scary part. Um, let's see. Yeah, it was Rhode Island. Sorry, not Connecticut. Um, there, there's one scary part where, like, two daughters have a bedroom and one of the daughters like can smell like, you know, that sulfur smell. Yeah. And like she sees the demon, like and the other daughter can't see the demon and the other daughter that can't see it is like, there's nothing over here. There's, you know, where the daughter's looking mm. and there's like this huge, like chest of drawers and everything. Yeah. And then um, the other daughter that can see it is like scared, like looking up, like right above the other daughter. And it's like, it's right above you. And the daughter looks up on top of the dresser and like this demon witch looking thing just like jumps down. Uh, nope. It's it's yeah. crazy. Nope. I can't do that stuff. I just can't. To me, that kind of thing is like in most horror movies now. Like there's there's like some you know, witch or something like on the wall or on the ceiling, and she like it's scurries away. It's like a twisted up body a lot of times or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'll have to go back and watch those. I, I can't remember uh my first viewing, it was years back. They're making a uh, Conjuring universe, like like Marvel universe. Oh, really? <laughs> Everything's yeah. got to be a universe. I know. There's there's a lot of different uh, different ones. Speaking of universes, I hear Saw X is good. Hmm. Saw was based on a, a true event as well. Which one was that? Oh, oh was it? I didn't know that. that. Yeah, it was. No, uh, yeah, it was. It was off H H Holmes. It was kind of oh, like, was the, uh, I, I believe so. I think we, I looked that up whenever oh, we were doing Oh, that's that. right. Cause he said it ways like, like gas. It was and like shit. the games and stuff uh, that he would play with people. And, and the director of Saul was like, yeah, I kind of got that from the uh, mansion, ha- or the murder mansion. Nice. Um, I believe that was it. I don't know how many we've covered, but I, that did come well, up. Well, before we get to the bonus, do you want to see that scene I'm talking about? Let's do it. pretty scary <laughs> you, you made it sound a lot better <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't watch that i'd be scared i can't, I can't watch that look up dude i don't like ever yeah, since the six cents i can't <laughs> i can't uh just something about scary films like i just i, I don't i don't like them oh man scenes like that to me are funny i don't know why i laugh every time like you just like pants up, they're just like you know, like you know one guy laughing so, in the theater. Yeah, I, I really am. <laughs> You're that guy. 
<laughs> oh man, it's funny. Um, oh, oh yeah, what's the, shit, she's yeah. gonna die. <laughs> He's behind the door. <laughs> Don't go uh, in there. What's the uh, what's the bonus? All right, so let's make the bonus. We got Pete tied three with M. Linegar, Carson with one, and Andrew with one. So let's make this one um, worth three points. Okay. And give our uh, our lowest a chance to to trump there. All right. Cool. Trump. Yep. I always plug that when I can. <laughs> All right. So, Peter, what do you plug when you can? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Took the headphones off until the loud uh, phones away and waited until the loud sound passed. I uh, uh, love the Saw movies I haven't seen. Oh, man. I got to check out the Saw. I just hate gory horror. I don't mind the stuff jumping out, but the, the goriness is where I the, draw a line. The first but, Saw is a masterpiece. It's so good. Well, Lance, do you like Al Gore? Uh, I'm kind of scared of him, too. <laughs> He's the reason we're on here. The internet. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Here's the bonus. This is for three. Okay. All right. So uh, what movie is based around a doll owned by the ter- paranormal Animal. investigators? All right. Oh, Very shit. Deep got it. Oh, shit. I, uh, one, two, three. Andrew's the winner. Oh my! Uh, what so, a comeback! Here it is. <laughs> Come on, the what? All right. So, uh, what movie is based around a doll owned by paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren? She was originally gifted to a student nurse in 1970, but according to a psychic medium, the doll was inhabited by the spirit of a dead girl and is said to be responsible for two near-death experiences, one fatal accident, and many demonic activities in the past 30 years. It is currently kept in a glass case that reads the words "Warning: Positively, do not open." Wow. Little Annabelle. And here's wow. a little another tidbit: Chucky was based on another demonic doll named Robert, Robert um, who had not as many experiences as you know. It like, but still the same concept. Kind of cool. Robert Robert's still creepy though. If you ever seen him, like the actual doll. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh yeah, in the museum. Mm-hmm. he's in a museum they say you have to pay you have to pay respect to uh yeah. robert otherwise you might be cursed when you leave the museum and because a lot of people pull have... up a picture of the doll i want to see the doll you can i'm not i'm putting that shit on my computer <laughs> i had it up hold on here we go i got it right here You're trying to get me fucked up <laughs> all right y'all ready for this now the, the drum roll would come in handy if i had it Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to share my screen. That's all I want to do. Share it with my friends. Make sure you close your horror video out. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's the doll, huh? Yeah, yes, that's the doll. That's pretty creepy. He's like a little sailor. Kind of looks like Andrew. <laughs> that is that is pretty creepy. Yeah, so a little sailor holding a little teddy. Uh, bear and a uh, dog just kind of chilling out legs crossed on a stool in a museum don't touch don't look don't stare but pay homage wow yeah hmm. so that's what great, i got for trivia congratulations andrew you're the winner where's the audience cheering <laughs> oh you have excuses coming out now in, in the chats oh my phone glitched i didn't hear it but oh well <laughs> 
aka drunk. <laughs> uh, hey, I give it to uh, M. Linegar. Carson got one. Pete with three. Hey, that's pretty good. I, I mean, this list isn't. It's not easy to just, you know, guess. Good competition. Work, yeah, it's a good Very job, good. everybody. Like the 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 hardest part for me was like I don't know the backstories of these movies. I thought you were going to be describing the actual movies, but. Yeah, yeah, you should probably read the directions or listen carefully. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> He's getting so pissed. <laughs> then it's all good, man. You won. Don't get upset when you win. <laughs> he didn't even know the, the, the directions. What, is, what does the winner get? Fuck this podcast. <laughs> uh, what can the winner get? <laughs> what can, let me see. What do I want? Uh, so well, hmm. technically, Peter Lawson, we're gonna have to come up with you to do something. Oh, on he's on hollow on our on our actual Halloween episode. You're wearing the Andre the Giant singlet, and you have to face <laughs> plant into a pumpkin and eat that pumpkin. <laughs> Chow down on those seeds. Motorboat, have, pump, motorboat, have, two pumpkins. <laughs> I just eat a whole raw pumpkin on air. That's what I'll do. Did What's you show this about thirty-seven? <laughs> <laughs> Ed Gene. Chains yeah, the Chainsaw Massacre was I remember hearing it was based on a tree. Oh yeah, Ed Gein. That guy made skin lamps. Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah, that was a messed up story. And the movie, you know, captured it, you know, in, in the same level, you know, gruesomeness. It was it was a horrific movie. The nineteen seventies one. Yeah. I mean um, like the movie and any documentary about him too. Right. Uh, and I think the didn't they they made they remade the Texas Chainsaw Massacres. There's like a whole bunch of like yeah. There's there's a universe, <laughs> <laughs> the Leatherface universe. Uh, but I remember the first one, the remake was pretty good. It it wasn't as good as the the very first one, but uh, it it was also pretty good. It was it was a gore fest for sure though, like Saw level gore. Yeah, dude, I can't uh, wrap my head around how many movies were really based on true events yeah like these these uh it's just and you start thinking of like um silence of the lambs you know and then you think oh my god what was that movie uh i mean there's so many and you're like that was based on a real murderer and that was based on a real person that was based on true events with like the poultry guys kind of stuff it's just maybe none of these films are actually fake Oh, and I saw in the comments a, a little extra uh, tidbit about Poltergeist. It, that was indeed considered to be a cursed set. In fact, there's all kinds of conspiracies that you know we can't talk about on this episode, but uh, the uh, young actress that ended up dying uh, shortly after the film, that's a whole rabbit hole for everyone to enjoy on their own time. I was just about wow. to bring up House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, you definitely need to watch it. It's one of my, one of my favorite horror movies peter do you like house of a thousand corpses uh i don't i, I think i watched it and it was okay it's a, um, it's a it's a cult classic type film like most people aren't gonna like it rob zombie is just he he he's made some stinkers uh what did he remake he remade the halloween, halloween. films and those were those were ass um uh, oh he did the new ones not the new new ones. Oh, okay. Um, like like the ones like probably fifteen years ago, probably two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, they were they were just horrible. 
You know, I heard Pumpkinhead was based off a true story. Really? What about Pumpkin Eater? <laughs> <laughs> no, I joke about Pumpkinhead. I just remembered that movie. Pumpkinhead is a good movie. That 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 one holds up, in my opinion. I haven't seen it. Oh, Pumpkinhead! It's, it's really good. Very very interesting monster. Uh, very convincing demon in that movie. So Man. well. And s- speaking of movies, uh, and also at the end, if we have time. I wanted to hear what uh, everyone's top three horror films of all time are. And I think I might be talking about two of them tonight that I've discovered there, you know, there's more to the endings than I realized. Um, The first one, and I I actually watched this earlier today. I rewatched it. uh, The Blair Witch Project, which Mm -hmm. is really one of my favorite horror movies ever. It's, to me, it's one of the scariest movies ever made. Uh, I remember when it came out and there was like confusion over whether it was uh, real or not. And you know, everybody was like, of course, it's not real. Uh, but the, I, I thought know, the, act, the acting was really good in it. I thought it was very convincing. A lot of people did think it was real. They did. Um, and I remember it kind of made me sick in the theater from the, the shakiness of the camera and stuff. But uh, it reminded me of the woods I grew up in as a kid, uh, so it was like it was like extra scary to me. And and the my hometown was famous for a witch, so it was like, you know, of course it's scary to me. Peter's Woods. But uh, so should I break down the plot? Break just that briefly? shit down. So anyway, I need to uh, get um, I need to get DX's theme song where it goes break it down and just have it <laughs> have that part play. And then we get sued into oblivion. No, yeah. Um, but yeah. So the movie is about this uh, this young lady and a couple of friends. And they they go out into these woods with the intention of making a documentary about a locally famous witch. And they go out into the woods and they're filming this stuff. And things happen. And we all remember. Does everybody remember what happened? You know, I never uh, saw it. Oh, you never saw it? So, mm-hmm. ooh, I don't want to spoil it for no, you. No, spoil it. I already know it's, you know, fake. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm not really going to spoil the end, uh, but there's something that happened that puts the end in, in a different context uh, that I watched, uh, well, that I noticed upon my, my latest wa- uh, viewing. So before they go into the woods, they're in the town, and they're interviewing all these people, and, uh, you know, about the the witch legend. And one of them is talking about uh, the, uh, no, 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 it was an old lady. They go up to this old lady's trailer mm-hmm. and uh, they had heard, you know, beforehand, oh, she's old and crazy. And uh, but apparently she saw the witch when she was a child. So they're going up and they interview this lady and she's she is like a very creepy looking old lady. Um, and, but she seems like she's kind of excited to talk to somebody about the witch. And she says, uh, me and my father were fishing and I, I sensed something behind me and I turned around and there was this woman with a, a shawl and she opened it up. And, uh, first of all, she was floating in midair, but she was covered in like long horse like hair. And, you know, it was weird. Right. And, uh, so they leave there and they're like, that lady was crazy, blah, blah, blah. 
so but later in the movie towards the end they start finding all this kind of wicker stuff in the forest like these wicker dolls and all this stuff that's made yeah. of like twigs and vines what'd you call me well <laughs> so uh i watched the movie again and the part where they go up to the old lady's trailer she's like on camera she's holding the camera and she's having trouble uh, getting up to the property because of this fence and it was a rickety wicker viney fence that was the witch that was the witch Ooh. and they just they just went up and were like hey uh we're looking for the we want to do a documentary about the witch we're going to go out into those woods come kill us that's what happened i'm gonna have to rewatch that and pay attention to that like specifically yeah. that hmm. part yeah, it's so brief, but you see her, you know, uh, fidgeting with the fence, and I was just like, "Oh shit, that was the witch." Yeah, I just um, one of our remote viewers says it was really good, and they just watched it for the millionth time the other night. I just watched it again, like back in August, because I was like just fiending for Halloween, and uh, yeah, I didn't even notice. It's a very. I, mean, I know who you're talking about, but I didn't. I didn't think about that. Yeah, the the movie is like uh, I, it's so the acting in it to me is is superb. Yeah. Like when uh, the character Josh goes mi missing and uh, they get frustrated and she just yells out his name is like, I mean, it's, it sounds like terror in her voice. And yeah. I think the actors were actually strung out and scared. The production team uh, didn't tell them what they were going to do. They just let them go out into the woods and uh, they would go out and set up the rocks and stuff. And uh, they, I think they actually captured that fear on camera. And it was such a it, the, it was a no budget movie, and yeah. it made it made so much money. Yeah, let me let me get those numbers real quick. Yeah, yeah, it's a classic. I mean, a lot of people hated on it after they found out it wasn't real, but I mean, even still, for it not being real and to be made, it was basically homemade. Yeah. All right. So here's here's my trivia. Oh, Peter, you can go ahead. You're about to say something. Oh no, no, go ahead. That's that's a good. Spot. All right. So uh, according to Wikipedia, I got the budget, but it's a range. So if you um. What do, you, what do you think the budget was, Peter? Uh, it had to have been like ten grand or something. Lance, what do you think the budget yeah, I was? was? I was literally, I was just thinking like twelve, fifteen. So uh, it says anywhere between two hundred to seven fifty dollars. Two hundred, two hundred thousand to seven hundred fifty thousand. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> it's like, so, uh, wow. Okay, so that that's that. Let's just say five hundred grand. Maybe some of that went to the marketing behind the movie. Most of it was probably marketing. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, they, I mean they, they shot it on camcorders and, you know. Right, from like yeah, Circuit I'm, I'm City. Sure the, the bulk of it was, was marketing. All right, so box office. Peter, what do you think it made of the box office? $500,000 budget, give or take. What about the box office? Hmm. We'll add a few more zeros. I'm trying to think number. of what would be considered good for that time. Or I'm going to say $200 million. Okay. Hundred million dollars. Uh, what are you gonna say, Lance? I was gonna go lower, but I'll just stick with two hundred. Two hundred and forty-eight point six million. Okay. Damn! <laughs> That's, a lot of money. That's pretty That's, good. It's pretty good ROI. What's that? And Return of, on investment. And of course, it started the whole found footage phenomenon. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, which the FFP. And the only other notable oh. thing to come out of that movement was the first paranormal activity. And yeah. that movie isn't perfect, but it's good. It's good. They made like eight of them, but the first, the first one, just like Saw, it was very good. Yeah, the first, I think the first one I saw was two or three. I can't remember. 
Mm, I think that one was a stinker. Which one was it? It was the one. I can't remember. Let me see. Let me see which one it was. It was the one where um, I think it was two. Which Um, one are you talking about? Like what movie? Paranormal. Paranormal activity. Oh, let me see. I remember. You ever see that one, Lance? I have not. Uh, you know, I went through a small phase of of watching like horror films with my wife, and but that was only like a few weekends, and we kind of phased out. I don't. I just don't watch a lot of them. I don't go to theater. I, I I just remember. I was in Saw Theater one time watching the first one. I think it was the first one. And and the uh, the character put his arms in this box that had the razor blades that would open up from the bottom. But you couldn't oh. get your arm back out because the razor blades would close up. Man, I think that was either the second or third one. Yeah, I just, I was like, you know, fuck this. I, you know, I can't, I yeah, just can't watch just, that kind of stuff. It just yeah. became like torture Yeah, uh, at some point. Yeah, the first one I saw was the second one, Paranormal Activity 2. Oh, and, even, okay. and even then I was like, the it, last, if, so, if, the, if the whole movie would have been like the last 10 minutes, it would have been great. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. The, yeah. the, first, one, the first one was well-paced and somewhat believable. Uh, there's, there's some good moments in that, in that first one. If, if y'all get a chance to pull that one up, give it a gander. Yeah. Um, this was in the comments. I really love zombie movies. Would you consider zombie movies as horror films? Absolutely. Well, oh, Zombieland? that's a great that's a great topic. Um, zombie films. What are the best? I have my own personal list of the best. Um, if I had to just name them off the top of my head, um, I think uh, people always say Night of the Living Dead, the original black and white. Eh, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of it. I mean, this is my personal list. I would I, I would put Day of the Dead, which was the third installment of the George A. Romero Dead trilogy. Day of the Dead is the best zombie movie made. It's got everything you want uh, in a zombie movie in it. Outrageous gore. Outrageous practical effects. And the script is ridiculous. Uh, everyone in the movie was like, they filmed this thing underground in an actual salt mine. And apparently if you're down there for a while, you get like this, you get like sick and uh, and angry. And that's how everyone was on the set, and it and it, it it shines through the movie. That one's great. The middle one, Dawn of the Dead, is great. They remade Dawn of the Dead in like the early two thousands or something like that. Yeah. Believe it or not, uh, it was uh, who directed Three Hundred? What's that? Uh, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder remade that Dawn of the Dead uh, film from the seventies, uh, and. I th- he did a hell of a job. It was very good. It was very good. There was a couple little schlocky moments in it, but overall, it was a brutal movie. I mean, it has like the running zombies. That one's great. And then finally, well, I'll add two more to the list. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Does anybody remember that one? I remember. Uh, I, I did see that one, but I man. Oh, it, it's so great. It's outrageously I'm funny. Have, I have a lot it's to great. watch now. And then uh, the uh, my final uh, yeah twenty eight days later there it is oh, oh. 20, 28 days later is so great it, it's actually scary um it's fantastic and then of course uh, non zombie movies The Walking Dead The Walking Dead sucks <laughs> and we're banned you know it's a good movie when you can remember exactly uh, where you were when you watched the movie the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, and and twenty, I think it was twenty eight days later, not weeks later. Weeks later came out after, right? It's twenty eight yeah. days later, the first one. Yeah, 20, yeah. Uh, I was, uh, 
in college. I don't know when it came. I think it was like a Netflix thing I got. Remember when Netflix came to your door? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I Netflix that 28 days later, and I remember watching that sucker at night. That was pretty good. I'm going to put That's that. like um, House of a Thousand Corpses. I can remember where I was the first time I saw it. Nice. That apparently, our remote viewers don't like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, what was the what was the next movie I was going to talk about? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, possibly, it's tied with Blair Witch Project uh, for my favorite, uh, The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. It came out in the eighties. It's got Kurt Russell in it, and it's got another actor in it. Uh, don't want to get his name wrong. Yes, Keith David, who was a, a very who would later become a, a big voice actor on many shows and stuff. Anyway, uh, so that's the movie where uh, the alien can take you over and mimic you. Right? It can mimic a dog. It can mimic any living organism. And to kill it, you have to like burn it up completely. You have to basically burn it to ash because if there's any organic matter left of it, uh, it that's that's like uh the, the whole organism. You know what I mean? It'll just go and and uh, infect somebody else, and you know you can't. It's so hard to kill. It takes place in Antarctica, and basically, the thing infiltrates this scientific base, this U.S. scientific base in Antarctica, and. They have. They end up having to do a blood test. It's uh, it's super intense. It's a it's a super sus- suspenseful movie, and uh, uh, I do think it's I do think it's one of the very scariest movies ever made. But uh, there's a lot of twists and stuff in it. You don't know who to trust. But at the end, there's only two guys left. Of course, Kurt Russell, and then while he's basically they blew up the whole facility so everything's uh you know in a few hours going to freeze over because it's antarctica you know it's going to be like 120 below or something and uh so he just sits down next to the flames and next thing you know the character childs played by uh keith david comes out and he goes sorry i got lost in the storm and uh he goes, if you're worried about me, and then Kurt Russell goes, well, if we have any surprises for each other, I don't think either one of us has the strength to do anything about it. So the guy just yeah. kind of leans back, and then Kurt Russell, then the theme music of the movie starts playing. Uh, he takes out his, his bottle of Jameson, takes a big swig, and then he hands it to Childs, and then he takes a swig. And then it pans out, and that's the end of the movie, right? So the uh, there was a lot of speculation on who was the thing or if either of those two guys was the thing the whole time or, you know, at the end there. And I had heard somebody talk about this. So I, I, I kept hearing about it. So, I uh, for, you know, for, from serious fans of the movie. So I go back and I watch the movie. And when it gets to the end, much to my surprise, the rumors were true as Kurt Russell is talking to Keith David. They're out, they're out, you know, outside in Antarctica, you can see his breath pluming, you know, from his face, from his beard. But then every time that it pans over or it cuts to Keith David, he's talking and stuff and he has no breath visible. 
So he was the, the thing. He was the thing. And then, right? And then I was like, surely not. So I watched it. Uh, uh, I watched the ending multiple times to see if I caught anything. Absolutely nothing. No trace of seeing his breath. It wasn't the angle. It wasn't the shadow. You know what I mean? It was and, there purposely. Yeah. And when he was delivering his lines, it was almost like he was delivering his lines while kind of holding his breath. It kind of seems like that. So I think that was intentional. And John Carpenter pulled a fast one on us. What a what a crazy and, and I, like go and watch it yourself. There is no visible breath from the other character. He was a thing. And then when I was discussing this with my brother the other night, he pointed out up oh, they shared the Jameson as soon as that now touches, he's got it. Yep, as soon as that touches Kurt Russell's lips, he's a thing. So he he drank the Jameson, gave it to the thing, to, you know, like gave it yeah, to him. Yep. And then it was kind of like he was in a way just his ignorance. Right. Ultimately got him. And it's implied that, you know, of course he's going to hand the bottle back to him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So what that means is, and that was the thing's plan the whole time, because even though it was a grotesque, you know, mutating, uh, assimilating alien that could become anything, it was, it's planned the whole time. It was very smart. It was planned the whole time was to kill everyone, become everyone, and then freeze in the snow for a rescue team to come find it. And then it spreads to the world. So really, the fate of the world rested on those two guys, and they both became a thing. Hmm. Yeah. Do you like it better when stuff ends like that, where you have to think about it, or and all these theories can be thrown around? Or do you like it to be like a clean-cut ending, where like, okay, like it, it was revealed that he was the thing? That's well, you know question. what? With, uh, with a movie like that, a, kind of a whodunit plot, I do kind of like that open-endedness. I do. Because, I mean, for years I thought, oh, they, they probably just froze to death and the thing probably still lived somehow. You know, that's what I thought anyway. But for for there to be more depth to that end that, than I thought attests to his genius. I, I do like a genius ending that you kind of have to process for a while. Uh, and Blair Witch was like that too. Yeah, decades. Because uh, I saw that movie when I was real little, and it scared the bejesus out of me. Uh, especially that blood scene. And y'all both seen it, right? I saw it. Um, I watched it, I think, like a year or two ago. Okay. Lance, have you seen it? I have not. There's a scene where they tie everybody up. And Kurt Russell, he has this flamethrower because that's how they would burn. That's how they would melt yeah, ice. Get rid of the thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, because so they just, they just, <laughs> it, you thing. know, they... They didn't just happen to have Vietnam era flamethrowers. They they needed them to like melt all that snow and stuff. But uh he's got that flamethrower out and he's burning this this uh this wire, the end of it, and uh they get a sample of everybody's blood in a petri dish and they have them all out and labeled. And uh he's like, uh I'm I'm gonna do the test and we're gonna see who's the thing. And he goes through each one, and the way the way they do it, man, it's so intense. It's so good. You're gonna love it. You gotta watch. I'm gonna watch it. it. I'm the thing. I'm gonna watch yeah. it. You yeah. Need, you need to make, make a, a make right make now, a point to watch like at least like one Halloween movie a week or something like that for the right. next couple weeks or, or something like that. I'm gonna Shit, watch. I've been watching every night. I know oh, I'm yeah. trying to. Well, I'm trying to watch one throughout the day or one at night. So I like. Um, I'm. I'm trying to get into like older, like super old Halloween movies, like uh, The Mark of the Vampire from like 1935. 
Oh damn, you're going back. Going way back. Those ones are always good. And when you know, when those would come out, it would scare the shit out of everyone because they never saw anything like it before. And I guess it's crazy. Like, do what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say like every time um, th- there's a male and a female vampire in that movie, and every time that they're shown on screen, like these eerie, these eerie voices play just so ever so lightly in the background and just make it make it just so creepy. Oh wow! So really good movie. It uh, the, end, the ending is something you would never suspect. Really? Yeah. Damn. Send me a link to that. I want to watch it. Oh, well, I'll, I think it's on a uh, Daily Motion. I think. Hey, what movie is this? Uh, the Mark of the Vampire. I think it's from 1935. I'm literally making notes. Fuck yeah. I got one for y'all. What about Jeepers Creepers? That one was pretty good. It, it's, it was pretty good. That one was one of my blockbuster. Like, oh, I want to watch this. I had a buddy over. We watched you had, it. You had to go get it. I had to go get it. Yeah. I remember that one scared everyone. Much yeah. like, uh, remember, remember the, the movie? First uh, one. I don't know about the others. I'm, yeah, I've seen the first one. Yeah. Yeah, that first one was good. Scream uh, also scared everyone and ruined uh, Halloween for everyone for like a few years because people would get that damn mask. Yep, dude, I could not remember Scream the movie. I can only remember Scary Movie. Like, Uh, I just (laughs) cannot picture Scream as being scary now. Like, it's (laughs) white, but I saw it. You know, yeah, Scary Movie just kind of makes more sense. Scream is such a just a great slice of the nineties. Um, I yeah, love it. Uh, I had a huge crush on Nev Campbell when I was eight, when that movie came out. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it look, it still holds up. It still holds up. It's, what it's about, a great uh, movie. I know what you did last summer. That one was also pretty good. I liked that one. That, that one came out kind of after scream. That one came out after like scream, it, right? I feel like it did. Yeah. Like a year or two. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like a, like a sh- small resurgence of slasher films. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, the go- the golden era before that was the eighties, so it came back a little bit in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think even to this day, uh, Hollywood they're they're like guaranteed they like making horror movies because they they're guaranteed to make money and they're usually low budget. Yeah. For some reason, horror movies tend to do you know pretty good steadily. More entertainment, it's like a roller coaster. Yeah, People want to go to the movie to see like an in th- in-depth uh, screenplay or so. You know, it's like or you know, it's just People like to be and get your blood pressure up and yeah. The Sixth oh, wow. is one of yeah. my favorites. Uh that's on my top 3. I saw that when I was a little bit younger and I remember sitting in bed that night just staring at the ceiling just thinking there's no way I can sleep. Like I just hope that's a good walks one. I know that, that, right that scene where yeah. like they're hanging in the school Oh yeah, that always scared me. Or my favorite scene in that movie was when the kid walks out. He's like, "Hey, can check out my father's gun," you know, or something like that. Oh, he, he walks yeah. out and half his head off. Oh my god, that yeah. Or or when the uh his the kid's tent, his fort, started to rip, and the camera pans down, and that puking girl is just right there. Now, that shit yeah, was that... that shit was scary. Do, do, yeah. guys, do y'all want to talk about wrestling? Uh, <laughs> we're gonna get off he's gonna turn around with those yeah. uh what what would you call him in the back <laughs> you got a your skeleton i got a pumpkin head pumpkin here nice uh, vampire and mr skull right here nice hell yeah it's a, you get it's a big skull 
Thank so you. do you like put them in your yard when you're not on the podcast and bring them back in whenever you're doing it? Yeah. <laughs> that way my neighbors know when they're out. I'm, I'm live on the podcast. When they're oh, in yeah. The yard. They're like, we got to go. We got to go in and tune in. It's like, you know, like a recording in, studio has like a red light when you're recording. Like, you know, yeah, that's their sign. That I'm recording the neighborhood. The on air light. So there's a so what you're telling me is there's a red light emitting from your apartment. Yeah, I bet no. your neighbors are wondering what the hell you're doing in that room. I know. We just know it. Some some <laughs> days my the light's green, some days it's red. I go in there and I base. Free base cocaine. So what's uh so I can walk said, on my bed for four years is about the six cents. I guess it's about the six cents. So that one's that one's in your top three. Yeah, and Jeepers Creepers just because uh I don't know, it's just I, now I wouldn't say scariest, but definitely like one of the like oh that's really you know. Um, yeah. And mine's not really that great. I don't watch a lot of them. I gotta get into them. I, I didn't grow up watching them. So to me, you know, I would say the burbs is probably my top. Hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Shout out to the, the greatest. Burbs. If you want to consider that a horror movie, definitely. Burbs. That was a good movie. If anybody yeah, it's, it's crazy cool. how you can do horror and comedy and put it together and it works. Right. Like by Shaun of the Dead. It's it's crazy. And they did they did it perfect. Oh yeah. So the twenty eight days later would be my true third, but uh the Burbs is a classic in our household, what, man. What about you, Drew? What do you got? I, I, I hate doing like top three stuff because like there's stuff I like now and then next year I'll be like, I want to watch other stuff and I just um I don't know. I have to come back mm. to me on that one. Oh well, the ring. Did you remember seeing that one, Drew? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ring. I I liked the ring. I thought the ring was good. That was all right. It was. It was all right. What I about? Remember, uh, um, I remember oh, we we watched it. My whole family was down at our house in Christmas in high school. And I remember as soon as the movie was over, I called our house phone, and my mom freaked out. Like, <laughs> you were like seven days. I got her. Nice. You mean do nice. my voice again? Yeah. Another <laughs> movie where like there's a creepy phone call involved. Scream made that made that huge. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh oh, have y'all ever seen uh I watched this one uh recently. Do y'all remember the movie The Mist? You remember this? Vaguely. Mm-hmm. It was it was based on a Stephen King novel mm-hmm. and it's about this small town that uh, the the dad and his son they they leave the wife at home and they go to the grocery store, and while they're in the grocery store with everyone, uh, this mist comes into town, and traps everyone in the store because obviously there's something wrong with this mist. Somebody tries to run out and tentacles kill them. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I went back and watched this movie because I I remember it fondly, not so much for uh its uh effects. It's got some practical effects, but it's got a lot of CGI in it. And I went back and watched it, and it was it was so dated the the uh, the graphics, right? But the movie's still a good movie. It's it was actually I think directed by the dude that directed Shawshank Redemption. It's even got some of the same actors in it. But uh, the the CGI looked bad. It didn't hold up, and it and it bugged me because I really liked the movie. Really good story. Uh, and you Did know, there's Morgan just... Freeman die from the mist. <laughs> uh, and then there I was. This movie is this movie is a meme. Yeah. This movie is a huge meme. 
and y'all have to watch it. I can't spoil the ending, but the ending is the most tragic ending I've ever seen to a movie. It's so tragic. You're not even, you're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. It's, and, and so I, I didn't include it on my top whatever list of horror movies because the CGI bugged me, right? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I found this out. The director wanted to uh, uh, like uh, show the movie in theaters in black and white, and the studio wouldn't let him do it. And I was like, oh, crap. I bet if you watch this movie in black and white, that'll make up for the kind of... All the bets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It might make it tolerable. So that's that's going to be on my to-do list. If that movie is, is uh, better in black and white, y'all have to watch it. When you do watch it, switch it to black and white. Don't watch it in color. And let oh, me know what you do, think. Do people have the option to switch it to black and white? You can set you could change the saturation on your TV. Okay. That's yeah. much work. Just get on there, change the saturation, knock out the color, watch it, and I think you're gonna have a good time. But hmm. brace yourself for the most hilariously tragic ending in movie history. Just hilarious. Yeah. You didn't say that before. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's <laughs> so, so tragic. I, I laughed. I laughed. Of and, course, you laugh at every horror movie. Apparently, it, it's but no, it's it's messed up that I laugh because it's so messed up. It's, it's she gonna die? Don't go in that closet. You're not gonna believe it. Everybody needs to watch it, but make sure to dial down the saturation. Peter, what are your top three? I think definitely I would have The Shining in my top three. We hadn't even brought that up. Yeah. Um, I would have the thing in my top three, and I think is this scariest or favorite? Oh, well, Shining is not really scary, but it is. You know, okay, it's just you're so you're saying favorites, right? <clears throat> I to me, I'm I think I'm going scary on this one. Scary to me. Okay. The Shining scarred me for life. I saw it when I was like real little, and you know, if you if you watch it in the mar- the modern era and you're like real like blazed or something you watch it it's it, it'll mess you up man uh but like the, it's just such a slow burn that movie and the music is like really creepy uh and obviously uh uh what's his name that directed why can't i think of, stanley kubrick stanley kubrick's a genius um and what he did with stephen king's novel to me he improved it stephen king did not like it at all um, but I thought it was a very interesting retelling of that story because the book is, there's just so much to the book, so much character analysis and backstory and, you know, this, this and that, but the movie was like, just really weird. It was trippy. It was weird. Um, and, uh, what was my other pick? Well, I said the thing, obviously that, I mean, the thing, uh, it, it changed just, your life. it did, it did. It was just, a, it was to me, it's like one of the best whodunits. Uh, with a with a kind of a sci-fi twist to it. Uh, Might you know, watch that one tonight. You know which you know you know which one I would put on there. This is a controversial pick. I think I'm going to go with Signs. Oh yeah, I love Signs. Mel Gibson is a national treasure, <laughs> and and his his acting it it just soared in this movie. Uh, where he was good, yeah. It's it's yeah, and and it was scary, but also funny. It's real. It's a really funny movie. Did you you laugh? I did laugh. 
that part I'm, where I'm usually uh, oh god yeah go ahead the part where he uh he like uh Showed runs the around, alien he runs around he runs around the side of the house and he, he's like we're gonna beat your ass bitch and then Mel Gibson goes oh, I'm losing I'm losing my mind <laughs> I he usually goes, uh, it's time for an ass whooping <laughs> I like movies and they're not always like they're not really even horror films, I wouldn't call it, but I like movies that don't show the monster. You know, yeah. it's like because yeah, it makes you think like it's scarier in your own head than what Hollywood could ever make it be. Right, like right. Cloverfield. Um, Stranger Things was like that when when they didn't show the monster, it was yeah. like a really cool thing, and when they started showing it a lot more, it's like, yeah, oh well, you know, it was like a flower yeah. with teeth. Yeah, right, and you just kind of like, damn, because. I guess that's what you you know your imagination runs wild. That's what makes yeah. it good. So. I don't I don't yeah. I don't want to I don't want to say these are my top three, but I'll I'll just give a couple I like. Have y'all ever seen Dead Silence? Uh uh-uh. uh. Came out in two thousand seven. Okay. I, a, I remember the title. A couple scary scenes in that one. Uh, it's about like a haunted ventriloquist doll. Okay. Um, I, I can't even I can't even read the the uh, description of it. It's it's. I have a hard time reading sometimes. I know. You can, you can tell. <laughs> uh, she had dead, dead Silence and then silence. Exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm. That's a really good one. Yeah. Lance, write that down. You're not writing. Yeah. <laughs> of the Emily, Emily Rose. Okay. Write, that, write this down. Uh, and again, go back to House of a Thousand Corpses. Okay. That's a good one. Um, like a good I said, list. Mark of the Vampire from 35. Um, God, there was another one I watched last year from like 1930-something. Um, these uh, these two people check into a hotel and the, and the village is like haunted and like there's crazy like the hotel's right by a, a graveyard and there's like people doing seances in the graveyard and stuff like that. I cannot remember what it's called. I wish I could have. Are people planted in the ground? No, I don't think oh, okay. so. Not that I remember. Okay. But dude, those uh, horror movies from the '30s and '40s are good. Really? Yeah. Damn. You like you like like graveyard, uh, just dark, yeah. um, death kind of horror films. Yeah. Yeah, and then Peter's more of like the the you don't understand the the enemy Psycho- psychological comedy thrillers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't seen enough to even comment. So. Uh, I okay. So there's there's some recently. I want to do a recent uh, uh top picks, uh top three picks. Uh, I saw a movie the other night that I really really liked, and I think it's relatively new. It might not be. It's called Martyrs. That one's messed up. Go and watch that. I don't even know if it's a horror movie per se, but it's messed up. Martyrs. I I couldn't look away, even though I I wanted to. It was it was disturbing. Uh, that was a good one. Oh, and I watched a A24 classic uh, uh, recently as well. The uh, It Comes at Night. Has anyone seen that? Peter, you come Is at that night. A documentary. <laughs> that's one of the, that's one of those horror videos. <laughs> uh, yeah, that have one. Description to see that. That one. That one came out before COVID, but it's very. Uh, relevant to that whole situation uh I, I watched it uh i can't remember when it came out but it's definitely an a24 it's it scared me half to death but it's it's a slow burn keep that in mind and it's another one of those movies where 
you don't really get to experience what the what the beast is if there even is one right so that warning but that one's that one's definitely a winner and what else have i seen recently i saw barbarian that one was good have y'all seen that oh man that that's a good one and i think it has a surprise appearance there's a part in the movie where it just turns on a dime this is a slight spoiler but nothing nothing too important but i think the guy from jeepers creepers is in it yeah he's in it but different different character yeah different character but uh he's in it and uh he plays a, a huge asshole uh it's it's a it's a unique role check that out uh that that Nosferatu? one was really have you ever seen that i wrote that down because I've, I've heard Nosferatu is really good but i don't even know that's got to be like a 19 old school vampire 60s 70s type maybe Probably 70s 40s I don't think I ever saw that one. Uh, Nosferatu himself looks creepy, though. Creepy looking, creepy looking guy. Yeah, mm. is he the creepiest vampire? What's the? Oh, oh, I remember we're, we were going to look at the uh, uh, the vampire from uh, uh, Salem's Lot. Pull that up. You got to, you got to see this. See if you can pull up a GIF. Hey, while you're pulling that up, I want to ask. So, Haunted of Hill House or Haunted on Hill House? Isn't it the same or is it not the same as a House on Haunted Hill? Those are different. Those are different. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, they, and they Haunted remade House on Haunted Hill in the early 2000s. And I recall that one being somewhat entertaining, uh, albeit schlocky. But uh, actually, this is a this is a good little segment uh, we could do here pertaining to this vampire. We should look up what we think the scariest beasts are. Uh, movie beasts. Oh yeah, thirteen ghosts was good. I was good. I forgot about that one. I bet Peter seen some beasts and some horror horror videos. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. Haunting of Hill House is a book by Shirley Jackson made into a movie. I think. Okay. <laughs> the um, <laughs> there's a there's a there's a movie Haunting of Hill House, the original one from the fifties. It's pretty good. Nice. Yeah, uh, send me some classic older movies, and I'll watch them. I'll, I'll, I'll put them on the telly. Good Christ. Look at that thing. Peter, yeah. for $100. That's fucking <laughs> horrific. That is some horrific shit. Yeah, see if you can find a gif of him. Look at them teeth. Oh, Dude, man. Back in the day, that's legit. Yeah, that... Uh, Every scene that that thing is in is horrific. He has the same uh, look as half my face. <laughs> that's what I was going for, by the way. That's a that to me. That's the scariest vampire I've ever seen in a movie. Of course, they're that not really Nosferatu. that many. Was that Nosferatu? What was that? That was from Salem's Lot, which was oh, also Salem's based on a Lot. Stephen King novel. Um. Oh yeah, where the where the kid is floating outside the window. So yeah, when the vampire kills a kid, the van the vampire kid will go and float outside another kid's window, and and uh, you know convince the kid to open open it up so the vampirism spreads. Um, not that great of a movie, but good good vampire and those kids floating. All those scenes are really scary. This is oh, not yeah. raw too. But kind of similar. 
Very similar. The teeth, the front two teeth of the fangs. Oh, they yeah. are. Oh, I, I never noticed that. That yeah, reminds me. Yeah. They decide the two fronts would be spread to canines, you know? Growing up, did y'all watch Are You Did y'all watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh yeah. I did I didn't get Hell to see yeah. It. So the vampire, there's an episode where Dr. Vink with a va va va, if you remember. Uh these these two kids were working at a movie theater and the movie theater was going out of business. Nobody liked the movies that were playing, and Dr. Vink came in. Um and he like had like these possessed. old school huh? Like these possessed movies where you watched them and they came true or something? Yeah, they came to life yeah. pretty much. And one of them was a vampire movie. So the vampire looks very similar to this. Uh, y'all can talk real quick while I try and look this up. Okay. I, another, and I'm going to go back to that because Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark were like the two intertwined I saw in Goosebumps. the whole series. But what about It? Nobody's ever brought up the It movies. It's just because they're not good. Yeah, I just I never... <laughs> I've never, never seen one. The the remake of of it, the first one, it too wasn't good, but the first it that the the remake, uh, there were some things in it, elements that I didn't like, of course, but I thought the clown was pretty scary. Yeah, clowns uh, are always scary. Uh oh, speaking of clowns, uh, the, and the ultimate Twisted. gore fests. Uh, gosh, you got to watch the terrorizer movies. Y'all seen that? Is it is it called Terrifier? Yeah, Terrifier One and Terrifier Two. Yeah, that's that's a uh, very scary clown slash. Uh, yeah, it's just a clown that murders everyone, and it's so gruesome. Uh, I remember there was a warning for the screening of Terrifier Two. Oh wow, that is that is a scary vampire. Imagine looking at that when you're five years old, staying up on a Saturday night. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, but uh, Terrifier Two had uh, they had puke bags for the audience at that one. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's I I saw it and I just can't believe that somebody made that. It's like it's it's like if somebody makes something that grotesque, it's like it's like call the cops. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it looked like yeah. it looked like real murder. Uh, Terrifier Two. Yeah, Terrifier Two. Lance, uh, do you have Paramount Plus? Yep. Yeah, watch all the Are You Afraid of the Darks. Uh, just watch them. Okay. Just watch I, them. I, I, just watch okay. them. Stop trying to talk yourself <laughs> out of it. Just do it. I mean, I, I think I've seen all of them. You watch know, them again. Really, when's the last time years. you saw them when you were five? Uh, well, it was one Halloween. The last one I watched was when they went out trick-or-treating. And, oh, I forget what it is. I forget what happened. Yeah, really stuck with you. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of phased out of them, you know, and then went the goosebumps. Oh yeah, I do remember goosebumps, which was the only reason I read as a child. I don't know. I, I, I used to have goosebumps. every single book. Yeah, I wish I still had them. They're probably worth something. Yeah, what are they? I remember they were so cool to have. You just know, have it on cover. The cover art alone was great. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the cover art being good. I had the one God, with the slime. The there was like a slime one, a blob or whatever. How appropriate. And then wasn't there one that was like a um, a Frankenstein turkey? That was the Goosebumps one, the one with the trick-or-treating thing. The last. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back and look at Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's what you were saying, right? Are You Afraid yeah. of the Dark? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We used to watch that all the time. Uh, Frankenstein turkey. I don't know, Peter. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. 
There was a bunch of them. There was so many. Yeah, it's like the they were just all like, thinking now as a, as like an adult, all the creative marketing behind it, like the books, the the themes, the uh, you know, just the oh, stories. I remember that shit. Wow, the cover like, art was the cover art on every single one was so good. Yeah. Wow. Damn, that was a blast from the past, right there. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, movies. Yeah. Oh, we I love got one more. I got one more before we go. All right. There are theories out there that the Amityville horror was a hoax. Oh shit! Okay. We all, were y'all aware of that at all? Shit, you waited on that one. Go ahead. I, did. I, I didn't know. So yeah. Um, <laughs> so if, if you don't know what the story of the Amityville horror is, there's a house in Amityville, New York, which is on Long Island, and six people were murdered in that house um they're all family the lone surviving son is the is the guy that murdered the six people you know the two mm. parents and the siblings that actually happened oh it's shit. what it's what comes after that uh that is supposed well i'm not even gonna say supposedly a hoax it's argued that it's a hoax okay one of our remote viewers is aware of it so uh just to make a long story short because we've been going long um the defense lawyer of Defoe, the murderer, first wanted to try and plead insanity. And that wasn't going to work. And then, because apparently in New York State or whatever, it's really hard to plead insanity. It wasn't going to work. He like the lawyer already knew it just wasn't going to wasn't going to go. Then he started thinking, okay, well, what if I can make it work? Like he was hearing voices, like the house was haunted. There were evil spirits in there that made him do it. Blah blah blah. Uh. And then he knew that wouldn't work. So then he went to just he was like, fuck it, you gotta plead guilty. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that's what he did. Um, but where the where the where the hoax comes in is the people that bought the house after the murders. Uh a guy named I think his name was Gene Lutz, I think his name was him and his wife bought it, Gene and Kathy Lutz. So they're the ones that supposedly experienced all the paranormal activity. All the voices, all the shit coming out of the walls and through the toilets and all the flies oh. and everything. Mm. But uh, the the lawyer who represented Defoe, I think his name was Weber or Weber, can't remember. But he's on record saying that him and Gene Lutz basically wrote the story over bottles of wine. Oh, wow. So um, Gene Lutz went to his grave saying everything was true. Um, you know, some stuff in the movie was a little bit exaggerated. You know, right. as expected but uh weber or weber saying otherwise that they wrote that story out um and a lot of people say like there was a uh, coast to coast episode that did a did an episode on it uh, back in 2015 so if y'all if y'all follow that podcast that they release all the old episodes nice um the guy he had on was saying like one, one reason they think it's a hoax is just paranormal activity doesn't do that Hmm. You know, with all the, the, the poltergeist type stuff. Yeah. You know, it, it usually doesn't convince you to commit violence mm -hmm. unless it's yeah. like a, a possession. Yeah. And Gene, I mean, and, and Gene, Gene and Kathy never committed any violence. It's just, they, it was, it was all the, about a book. It was all, it was all for a book deal, basically. I see. I and see. The book, and then the book turned into a movie. And then now it's its own fucking universe, just like everything else. You got four, or five, <laughs> right. you got four, literally, you got four or five sequels and spinoffs, and everything. Iron like Man that. showing up to fight Poltergeist. Yeah. 
<laughs> I hate up. all these shows that are going back and explaining. What was that one show that was explaining the past of a of a murderer? And it goes back to when he was like a little boy or some shit. There's all these shows that are robbing. Like they, like they pinpointed when yeah, right. he was influenced to be the person he was. Right. And it's just like, why are we going back and robbing all of these iconic horror villains of their mystery? Uh, it's just it's, like every, it's just like everything else now. There, there's no creativity left in Hollywood, so now they gotta like suck the dollars out of you know thirty to forty year olds, you know, with the Little Mermaid and like just like all these Disney movies that are just remakes. Oh yeah, oh, it's, well, it's the only thing that makes money, you know. know. Well, I mean, um, they can't like, afford. Everything sucks now. It does, but they are yeah. losing money. And then look over. Oh my God, the writer strike with. Uh, uh, Adam ruins everything out there picketing. We need more money. Ugh. And it's just like, you're oh, the one, man. you're the ones that wrote all of these shitty scripts. <laughs> um, I'm curious to know what uh, our remote viewer Linegar thinks uh, about the hoax. Cause my, my wife is fully on board that it was just, it was a total hoax. Did it for the book deal. Um, said so it was right. all a hoax. Yeah. Kind of like Mothman and, uh, maybe the Jersey devil. Well, like, well, like I said, the murders actually happened. That's right. You know, that happened. It's it's, it's Gene and Kathy Lutz that moved in that concocted the story. Hey, can we play the scene from that, that episode of the Simpsons where Marge is uh, selling Ned and his family a house. She's a realtor and she's selling them the house that some people were murdered in, but she was too afraid to tell Ned about the murders. Uh, can we play that scene? The purple drapes. Will we, will we get sued into oblivion if we do that? We might can close out with that. Let's, murders let's happen. Yeah. Let's, I'll let's, find it. let's, let's close. According that. to uh, uh, M. Linegar, murders happen. Yeah. That's just I, what happens. I think, I think this was on like uh, maybe season six or seven on one of the classic Halloween specials of The Simpsons. It, was, was, it, was, it wasn't a Halloween special. Oh, it, oh, it wasn't? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, it was during the golden era of The Simpsons. And I used to love as a kid when the Halloween special would come on and I would be glued to the TV. Yeah, the uh, tree, tree houses of horror are always good. Well, most of you know, I mean, just like the Simpsons, it started going south, but right. Look, during the golden era, they were always good. October's the best time for TV, period. It is because all your networks. I remember growing up as you know, like as a as a kid, all the channels like the Nickelodeons and all that stuff would go like kind of dark, mysterious. That was just the coolest time. Mm-hmm. I have noticed that there's there's a bunch of apps on your smart TV that uh, have free movies, and they'll have yeah. some good horror movies that are free the week before October, and then next thing you know, all those movies are now for rent. Yeah, what a coincidence! I can't find the anyway. full. I can't find the full scene. All I can do is just like the little eight second. Oh damn! Thing, so. That's perfect. Well, is is it the punchline? Yeah. Okay. I'll still, uh, I'll still I'll still play it before we get off. Okay, yeah, just to just to set it up, Marge decides not to tell Ned, so she's like about to walk out of the house, and then she hears a scream, and then like you know turns around, and it's just really good. We'll yeah, we'll show it. Yeah. <laughs> so is that uh, I guess I guess Emily talk about the Amityville horror hoax. Um, the murders happened, and the family quickly moved out after. They moved in. They were chased down for the story because people knew about the boy's insanity confession about being told to kill his family from the house. Uh, another interesting thing is um, they bought the house. Gene and Kathy bought the house for like eighty grand, 
And this is back in like 76 or something. Mm. Shit, that's an expensive house. Back, I mean, back then, yeah. Um, and they kind of ran into money troubles. You know, they were stressing about stuff like that. And lawyer comes along and say, hey, let's write a book and sell, you know, sell the rights to it. And, and there we go. Yeah, let's capitalize on this capital murder. Yeah. Let's yep. let's let's engage in capitalism to capitalize off this capital murder. <laughs> you like that one, didn't you, Peter? That was good. <laughs> one hour thirty two minutes and forty two seconds. All right. <laughs> that was good. I want to see that yeah. scene from uh Simpsons. Oh yeah, yeah. So she hears uh she she told she didn't tell Ned that she sold no, his I've family yeah, I don't a share. murder house. You have. <laughs> yeah. um, of course, it's when Marge goes into realty. She becomes a realtor. So of course. I think y'all have to watch that at training, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what not to do, it depends on what state, you know. I'm in two states, so one has rules over the other, you know. Some There's can slide, a, some can't. You got to learn the truth <laughs> and the truth. That's right. <laughs> and the truth. <laughs> All right, I'm about to play it. She decided not to tell, tell him. him. Purple drapes. All my life I've wanted purple drapes. <laughs> All right, well, that really didn't explain it, but I get it. She's screaming for the, uh, the, the murders that happened. He's screaming for the drapes, right? Yeah. yeah, she's walking out. She hears that scream. Oh no! And then it cuts to Ned. <laughs> oh, I laughed so hard when that happened the other night. Well, what a, what a way to end the horror movie episode! Lot <laughs> <laughs> of screaming, dude. I got my list. I got uh, go through it. Go through it real quick. What do you got? Terrifier two, Salem's Lot. Um, I got Exorcism of Emily Rose, The Thing, 28 Days Later, Mark of the Vampire, Dead Silence, and Nosferatu. Nice. it's a good list. Oh, put Barbarian and Martyrs on there. Oh, I thought you were talking about... Uh, oh, I thought that was like a... Okay. Barbarians. Yeah. Those are good. Barbarian was good. And I, I might have liked Martyrs. Uh, I might have liked it even more. But it's messed up, dude. Cool. Dude. Yeah. Got like twelve movies to watch before next week. It's time to catch up. Watch a lot one of popcorn. You can do it. Watch one a day. That's all you got to do. We should do an episode on Goosebumps. I'm Goosebumps. down. We, we should. Yeah, if I, dude, if I had all those books, they got to be somewhere. My mom I had, have them. I had one of those beds. It was like a queen size bed, but the headboard was hollowed out for books. Mm-hmm. And I remember filling up the whole thing and being like, "Hell yeah, I've got all these." But I have no idea where they are. They've got to be somewhere in a box. I bought a, um, I bought a, a, a huge book of um, all the works of H.P. Lovecraft. I got, I got to start reading that. Oh, nice! But Apparently, he wrote I got some a lot other horror books too. I got, I got to read too, but just haven't got around to it. Well, tonight when y'all go to sleep, just remember uh, the nightmare on Elm Street. And when you're <laughs> falling out to sleep, if you have any nightmares, remember to wake up. Okay, don't fall asleep. <laughs> Going into a nightmare, okay? There's a there's a Simpsons episode about that Treehouse of Horror. Oh, you're right. When, uh, when Willie when Willie gets uh burnt because Homer puts the school thermostat up too high. That's right. And Willie Willie burns to death, and uh, he said he's going to get their children where their parents can't protect them in their dreams. Oh, how yeah. do they write that shit? How do you so come Bart, up with stuff like that? So Bart and Lisa have to fall asleep to go fight Willie in their nightmare. 
Wow. Bless. Good. That's a good one. That's a good episode. Do y'all remember Freddy Krueger would would say bitch? You remember and, that? Uh, M. Winnegar literally wrote that. I oh, used to love Simpsons, especially Treehouse of Horror episodes. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Highlight of childhood right there. Yep. Well. Cool. Well, let us know if you're listening on the podcast what your favorite horror movies are. Um, if you think the Amityville horror was a hoax, if you think Peter's right about the thing, um, follow us on Twitter, Room Two Thousand Eight ENT Two. Excuse me, it's X now. Uh, look in the uh, pod, uh, the episode description; you'll see all our social media stuff there. So follow us. Let us know. Shoot us an email, Room Two Thousand Eight ENT at Gmail dot com. We want to know what your favorite horror movies are during this month, Goblet season. We're all for it. Maybe next time Lance and Peter will have their goblets and we can all share and, give uh, me a bigger one. Yeah. Sharing that together. So but, yeah, I want to um, get a real one. Really a real big, big one. Yeah. Thick, girthy, <laughs> veiny. Yep. If you will. So well, cool. Join us next time. We're gonna be going live again next week. Uh, we're gonna decide what we're gonna do, but it will be Halloween, scary, creepy, spooky, haunted, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so join us then. And with that said, room two thousand eight is out. Peace.